Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry. We do that by talking about the subjects that a pastor, a shepherd has to deal with. And today I wanna to talk about adding staff. How do you choose the right staff? How do you find a person that fits? How do you get your church to add a staff position? All of those things come into play as your church grows. A lot of pastors will begin in a small church and often you're the only staff member. But if the Lord blesses and your church grows, you have to decide sort of what, what's the first staff position that I would add. Now, a lot of pastors just would immediately default to a worship leader. And I would say that there's a calculation you need to make about what your church needs the most. It might be that a good office assistant would be a greater help to you Ask yourself what would make you more productive, what would make your church more effective, what would add more people to your church, what would help you reach more people. It might be a worship pastor. It might be uh, someone to lead your students. It might be a, an office assistant. You've got to ask yourself what you need. Another way to put this though, is you need to staff to your weakness. So when I first started out, you know, I began ministry, this might surprise you, as a minister of music and youth. I led the choirs, I led the worship, and really enjoyed doing that. When I became a pastor years later, I, I went to seminary well after I'd, I'd been doing the, leading the worship ministry for like seven years when I went to seminary. And when I, accepted the pastor at a little church in Eastern Arkansas, uh, I frequently found myself sort of leading music just simply by using my voice, sometimes over the song leader just to keep things moving. And sometimes I would lead the choir or a youth choir. Uh, and that was something that I could do. There were other things that I couldn't do and I needed an office assistant to do those things. So in my case, it made more sense to add that kind of a staff position. In your case, it might be something else. This is why I say you need to evaluate who you are and you staff to your weaknesses. You wanna get someone who can do the things that you can't do so well. And uh, you need to respect your church polity in the way you do this. So if your church has never had another staff position, you really sort of, you need to get them to the place where they see the need and they're willing to do it. You can't do that unilaterally. I don't care how much leadership credibility you think you have. You really need to get them on board and persuade them. If you don't, it won't go well and it would be really unfair to the person you bring in because if you bring in someone and the church resents it, then that, that has a toll on them and their family and they really did nothing to deserve that. So this is why you need to do the groundwork. You need to find out the way your church thinks about it. Do they see the need? And one of the key concepts I think of pastor leadership is you influence the influencers. John Maxwell tells the story of how he pastored his first church in Ohio. And there was a, a gentleman named Claude who was the longtime sort of key lay leader in that church. And Maxwell realized that if he wanted anything done, he had to convince Claude. 
he would go out on Claude's farm and walk around with him and talk to him and say things like, Claude, have you noticed we need new carpet? And Claude would say, yeah, preacher, I, I have seen that. I, maybe I'll bring that up at the business meeting. And Maxwell would say, that's a great idea. And he learned that if he just sort of influenced the influencer and he let Claude bring it up, the church would always go along with it. You probably can identify the key leaders in your church. And I, I think if you just begin to talk to them about, man, uh, we have a great need here. Now, I will tell you, if they see you as not fulfilling your duties, if they don't think you're working hard, they're not really gonna be keen on adding somebody else. This only works when they see the pastor's diligence, when you are really delivering the goods in the pulpit, they see that you're committing time, you're making it worth their while to come, you're visiting people. They've gotta be able to see and identify your clear commitment to work. And then when you're asking for help, well, they understand it because you're busy. But if you're not really doing much that they can see and they don't, they can't really track the kind of efforts you're making and they don't see evidence of those, they're not really gonna to want to add someone else. So you've gotta work hard. You've got to work yourself into the need for another position. You've gotta make the case for that position and get the church on board. So you've gotta respect their polity and uh, as the longer you are someplace, I think you, you understand more their polity. They also trust you more. And you've got a little bit more freedom in choosing staff. So if, let's say you have a, you put together a personnel committee and this committee is gonna help you choose a staff member. And so you do a search, maybe you post on certain websites that you're looking for someone to fill, fill this position and you get red resumes. They can help you sort through those. Uh, listen to sermons or lessons or, or go and visit those people, whatever the case may be. Work with a leadership team to identify these people. But let me tell you what you're looking for. First of all, you wanna make sure that you, when you add a staff person, that they, they are doctrinally where you are. You don't wanna get someone who's gonna come in and they just have a totally different doctrinal outlook than you and your church have. Secondly, they need to philosophically be where you are. There are people that sort of can tick every box theologically that I hold to, but they're just, they're not a philosophical fit. For instance, there's some particular doctrine that to them is just paramount. Everything else takes a real a far back seat to this thing. And they wanna talk about that thing all the time. That would wear me out. I can't take somebody who just flies the flag of their pet doctrine. It needs to be a lot more balanced than that. Uh, also, I wanna make sure that they're a fit personality. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't take somebody that's just like me. Why do I want somebody like me? Then one of us is unnecessary. I want people who are different than I am. And so, you know, if there's someone that's a, a little bit more of just a methodical thinker than I am, a little bit less impulsive than I may be, that's a good balance to me. So I'm looking for someone that's a, a personality fit. So if they fit in doctrine, philosophy, personality, uh, then okay, now this is someone worth talking to. You ask the right questions of them. You ask uh, how they fit. You ask how they will do the job and, and see themselves in that role. And you let your people listen to them. 
You do everything you can to discover all these things up front as much as possible so that before the decision is made, you, you've taken as many variables out as you possibly can for their sake and for yours. But then once the decision is made, you really get behind them. And if, if you really spend the right kind of time up front trying to vet candidates and see if they fit you, if they fit the church culture, they fit you doctrinally and philosophically, you'll save yourself a lot of headache in the back. And I want to emphasize that in the climate that we're in these days, you can't take things for granted. You need to do a background check. You need to do a credit check. Uh, you, you need to talk to their references. You need to ask people what they were doing in the church when nobody was paying them to do it. All those things matter. And when you then have a, a good assurance that you know this person, you know how they're gonna fit, then you bring them on the staff and you work together for the glory of the Lord, for the growth of the church, and it can be just a, a great thing. I look back to my very first hire, and man, I, I pray that the Lord would lead me to someone who could be uh, just his heart knit with mine in ministry, and God led me to a man that uh, came along beside me, ultimately served with me in two churches, and just as a, a dear friend of this day, and I just thank God that he supplied me with what I needed at the time. So if you will pray, seek the Lord, and take these steps, it'll help you get the right person, and then that person along beside you will help you pastor well.